0: welcome back everybody to the between two wheels podcast episode 287 we're looking at stage 21 of the 106 giro d'italia roma to roma 126 kilometers basically today all we're going to do is break down the final sprint because as as noted came down to a final sprint um coordinate who's going to uh, coronation of who actually won a few little comments here and there, some things from some podcasts. Anyway, hope everyone enjoyed the Juro. If you did, like this show, subscribe to it, maybe share it out to some friends. Let it be known of, of what's going on out there because if, if, uh, if we keep doing this, I'd like to have some, some followers, right? Some people checking this out. Hope everyone's had a good weekend. And um, what what did this race come down to today? It was a time, time draw. Yesterday was a time draw. Thought I'd talk a little bit. We're going to go over, you know, who won and some issues with um, the whole race yesterday. Comments about it finishing there. Comments about it finishing in Rome today. And as expected, though, as expected, it came down to a final sprint. We'll walk through some of this this whole rigmarole. Uh, it was gorgeous. It was cool to see Rome uh, the riders all coming in there they did their processional thing and they had a little break off earlier tom Squeens tries to get in it he went some intermediate sprints no big deal uh last few k to go there was a few uh, flats here and there uh, it was pretty much just uh, didn't really pay much attention kind of had the tv on just kind of doing whatever uh until the last few kilometers at which point uh derek g gets off in a little bit of. A, oh, i'm getting a little too ahead of ourselves Derek G gets in up, up uh, off in the break, um, tries to do a thing, just gets a few meters off the front. But the last five kilometers, or so you saw uh, Ineos coming to the front, you saw Jumbo coming to the front, and the reasons that they, I think they were doing so, was to get the riders up to the three km, three kilometers to go. So there's you know no wrecks issues would be a problem, and then the the sprinters teams took over, which or takeover is a little bit suspect. Um, now doing so uh else was flying on the front they were really putting it down as soon as they came over the 3k to go um i actually saw roglitch go over and like fist bump or, or put take us took his hands off the bars to like hey to, and i think it was to thomas uh did a little uh congratulation thing so then it's going to be de- coming down to a sprint now once again uh victor thank you for ch- uh, tuning in again i appreciate your comments greatest journal day cover youtube videos appreciate that Um, once again coming down to the finish uh and you've got a sprint here this is not the tour de france sprint teams and it, it it's been fun to watch there's been we'll go through some of the results there's a lot of different stage winners going on here um which has been fun to see but this isn't just a huge high caliber sprint teams uh in action the teams or the sprinters themselves now Uh, Mark Cavendish is here. He said he's going to retire. He's won a stage in every Giro that he's been a part of. That's great. You want to see him do this. And as I talked yesterday, it's about positioning for Jonathan Milan. It's about positioning for uh, Cavendish. Uh, It's also positioning for Gaviria. Those are kind of your top three there. You got Ackerman involved, Kirsch. Um, you know, somebody, but there's just no, there's no giant sprinter except for Cavendish. And he is getting into the end of his career and he's had some troubles, uh, mostly getting in position once you're in position. And we saw this here with the sprint, uh, get out of position. You try to do your sprint. If it doesn't work, maybe you just don't have the legs. You sit up da. da, da, da. uh, happy Memorial day weekend from Victor. Uh, yes. Happy Memorial day to everyone out there. Hope you get the day off tomorrow. Like I am going to take, cause, uh, I do what I want um 5k to go the teams are, are rocking it on the front uh when g took off but they Derek g that is but they they held him to uh, at abeyance um let's see if they show this right here going or two at uh, 3k that the teams split off 4.8 they they kind of jumped this year i want to take the volume off of this and suddenly they go to 2k to go and what happened when you saw at 2k to go it was a little bit before that Garrett thomas is coming off the front uh, Sammy Sanchez is uh, trying to help Cavendish up there. Now, when you have all the, the the GC teams are doing it, that's fine. Now you come in, you have the sprint trains. The sprint trains are lame here on this this tour. So, it, And the road's wide, so it leads a lot of this to, to the machine washing type of stuff, stuff where uh, you're up in front and all of a sudden you get surrounded and then you're in the back. And so that kind of stuff happens unless you have strong teams taken to the front which isn't been happening here. So Cavendish should get himself up there with, uh, sorry, that's it, Sam, uh, Luis Leon Sanchez. And so uh, of Astana, and that's his lead out. This guy does well in like hilly type of classic type of rides, So (laughs) it's not the greatest uh, lead out for him for anybody, Uh, but he's trying to do what he can do. Cause Cavendish is a little under underwhelmed here for team wise in the, in the Giro and surprised that he's even made it here. Garen Thomas looks over and goes oh and he immediately pops right back up to the front and starts drilling it now this is you know 2k to go here he hits the front um, all the way up and holds it until inside a kilometer to go at which point Bahrain takes over now. Where's Cavendish? Cavendish decides then he's got rid of uh, Sanchez and he's going to just start trying to follow uh, Jonathan Milan. And he's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, about 10, 11 people back here, but it's not so bad. It's, it's spread out. You're at a 1K to go. Not all these guys. And, and he's looking to see who the sprinters are up in front of him. He, I think he's on the wheel of Gaviria. He knows he's on the wheel of uh, Milan. And the rest of these guys are like lead-out guys. He's he's fine. These aren't guys that are going to be taking this. So this is it's looking good for him. Okay, uh, Popped up a little bit closer here. Uh, I think it's like 400, 300 or so to go. Uh, movie stars coming flying through. You've got Bahrain in position. Bahrain takes over. And then here at uh, it's this 300 to go, you've got uh, Gaviria decides to hit the front hard. Now, over on our, our right side, you can't really see it here, but uh, Milan, he decides he's going to spread a uh, sprint from the right side. He immediately dies. He kind of comes back into the middle and he's having a tough time. And uh, right around 100 or so, uh, Cavendish juts past um, Gaviria quite easily, who did a sprint lead out for him and has multiple bike lengths for him. So, we actually get to, um, yeah, look at that. He's, uh, but back, back in the field, and we'll take a look at that. There is a, a pretty kind of a nasty wreck. So, uh, and then you had, uh, let's see if we could see it here. Nope, then I'll show up that part, but right over the, in the middle, uh, you had, um, so the, the whole, gcnbn sports they went crazy because it's mark cavendish uh getting the win and it's their boy they they were just amazed he was it was the most amazing sprint he's ever done he's an old guy you expect him to win just the most amazing and then it's like no i mean he beat everyone by miles but he's sprinting against literally second tier i mean no no offense uh, and there was a, a wreck here. And we'll take a look at that. But that was pretty much... And then Roglic comes across and he does a post-up and he gets the win there. Um, so here's a little bit of the overhead I thought we'd try to take a look at. Um, so Cavendish is fourth or fifth here because people start dying out. And immediately Gaviria jumps way, way too soon on the right-hand side. Now Cavendish lets it open up a little bit. It's perfectly fine. We're way back here. Luckily, though, then he closes it down. Fairly good. Uh, over on the left-hand side is Jonathan Milan. You can see him over there. He's already he's losing speed. He's, he's had to sit back down. It's, he doesn't even really give him much shot anymore. Uh, now Cavender starts to build in between everybody else. He gets up onto Gaviria's wheel, juts past him. These guys' legs are are toast, and it's not even a close close finish here. Um, it's it's done and over cavendish with the wind I, that's bike lengths multiple he gets the post up and then you get a, a little issue from behind here of a, of a crash and we'll try to take a look at how that happened because that that's uh, to me that's all on ackerman you could probably see it here okay so as we look at the screen all the way on the left our left is gaviria um you can't see cavendish yet because he's kind of hidden back in there all the way over on the right or uh, mid to the right is uh, jonathan milan you can see him in the Chiclo whatever jersey Um, and to his right is Ackerman of UAE okay now as they go Ackerman he's dying here his legs are dying but he's sprinting with his head down he's well on the side of the road you can see the white lines here he's sprinting with his head down still fine now Cavendish comes out Uh, hopefully that he's now now look at Ackerman head down but he's looking over to the right don't know what's going on but pretty soon you'll see him just Take a right turn through the field. You could see his helmet just start to appear to hit uh, Mart. He runs into Marit. He can't hold him, and now he goes down big and goes all the way over to the barrier. Takes out a Green Project guy. Hits the barrier hard. That so was all on him. And then someone else trying to avoid it because the bike's coming over here. I think it's Patrick Conrad of uh, Bora. He ends up going down. So bummer for him. I don't think anybody was that injured. Um, take a look from the overhead. Once again, Jonathan Milan kicks out about the same time here as Gaviria does. You think maybe he's got it. He's got to go around the Bahrain guy. And immediately he looks over and he sees, I don't have what it takes. I'm done. Uh, Ackerman, once again, trying to follow him. And now Ackerman gets in front of Milan swerves. I I don't know. He was, I don't know what he was doing, but there you go. Primo's Regal gets the win for the Giro. Cool for him. Okay, let's take a look at the uh, at the results. Hope you guys enjoyed the Giro. You know let me, let me talk about that real quick. So I mentioned it earlier. You get a book or a movie. I know people don't read much now, but there's parts of them that have to set characters up, okay. So a Tom Clancy book is a perfect example. He'll spell you know, talking about submarine or some weapon, maybe a, a helicopter, whatever it is. He will spend pages and pages on some minute details that are kind of boring but they set up an issue later that you kind of have to understand some technical aspect and then you get it but you you read these things it could be somewhat boring maybe that's i mean so look as the giro is done and over has it been exciting okay you look at yesterday you look at the day you know last 16 17 18 stages um, there's 1920. I mean, this last week was actually pretty good. You know, there was some things here and there, uh, Sepp Koos holding, uh, Roglic into, into the last one kilometer where he then has to sprint up and he, he closed it down a little bit, but loses time. Jalmeida wins then uh, Roglitch drops joel Almeida. he come gets dropped by uh thomas then he he gets a little bit uh, mcnulty winning sep on the stage yesterday Roglitch the dramatic chain drop thomas sweating himself out and he gets you know the, so there's been some excitement and you look at the you know then mark cavendish uh, get the finished win here now i'm going to talk about mark cavendish just a little bit uh, about whether it was a legitimate win or not but my point is, you look at the whole content and you're like, oh, wow, amazing tour. Amazing Giro. That was awesome. Uh, but there were some boring sections without, but maybe those needed were needed to build this tension here at the end to the only wins by 14 seconds, perhaps. Uh, Mark Cavendish today gets the win over Alex Kirsch of Trek. He, remember, he's a lead out guy for t- uh, Mads Pedersen. Filippo Furielli of Green Project. Uh, Alberto Danesi. Alberto now, he did get a win the other day. He didn't have much today. Alexander Kreiger, Jake Stewart, Fernando Gaviria, Michael Matthews, Arne Marit. He got hit by the um, uh, Ackerman there. So uh, And Campbell Stewart. I don't think anybody, no one DNS'd. Everyone finished. There's some people that just sat up here near the end. So uh, let's look at the final GC. Uh, Roglic. Gets the win on the day, on the, on the Giro, uh, 14 seconds. We talked about all this. Points jersey goes to Jonathan Milan. No disruption there. Derek G gets second place. KOM, Pino he's retiring. He's had some interesting racing as well. Uh, pretty good to see him, though. And then Derek G, second place. The youth final goes to um, Almeida. I predicted that months ago. Uh, <laughs> stages ago, at least a long time ago. Bahrain and gets the, um, Ine- uh, gets the team win over Ineos, uh, over the jumbo and etc. cetera. Um, good stuff there. Now, uh, my friend Kurt sent me a message and he's like, uh, it looks like this stage today, Cavendish won it in a way that it actually looked like it was gifted to him. Everyone sat up. Now, Kurt is famous for denying the elections. So maybe this is just another conspiracy. <laughs> is he famous for that? Uh, maybe this is just another conspiracy that he's uh, running the rabbit hole down. Uh, possibly, uh, you would have to do a lot. You would have to really pay off almost every team. Green, all these guys would have to be, you know, paid off for this um i think it's more of the fact that the competition isn't high he's a skilled sprinter he being cavendish is a skilled sprinter uh he got help from garrett thomas today which i think was uh unmeasurable i mean it's it's the only way that he gets the win because he's getting this washing machine effect back and forth and and hasn't been good at all in his positioning um and it's just kind of the way it is so whether he paid some of these ones off maybe Um, perhaps, maybe, you know, the conspiracy theory that guy that Kurt is uh, I understand, so um, perhaps, perhaps perhaps not Um, there was, uh, let's take a look here at some clips and some interviews maybe I'll do this real quick, speaking of of conspiracies and stuff uh, the cycling podcast uh, pretty good thing, now they decided not to go to Rome, I guess there was some controversy about it was finishing in Rome. So I'll play this, uh, people might not like it, but um, at least my analysis, but here you go.
1: First few minutes of yesterday's episode, I think well, hopefully they took the listener with us onto the summit in those decisive moments when Primoz Roglic was approaching crossing the line and likewise Garant Thomas and they're simply moments, it's drama that we cannot capture remotely. However, to go to Rome for what will essentially be a procession with the result we think decided seemed unnecessary, completely unnecessary.
2: Well, if you, if you make up, if you do the, the math of the hundreds of cars, the two chartered airplanes, the buses, the motorcycles, they're all traveling um, 800 kilometers to do, that, to do that procession. And as much as I love Rome and I think it's, it's a beautiful place to have a stage finish, I, I think it's environmentally completely bonkers. To, to do that after finishing this, I mean, on the border to Slovenia. And I'm not saying it to be, you know, to finger-paint a halo above my head, but keep in mind that this this Jiro, we've definitely been reminded of how difficult it's going to be in the future. And it already is to live with global warming and to live next to a, a slow-moving, potentially faster than we'd like to uh, admit, a, a environmental catastrophe. And I'm not saying that this our decision is, is you know, is, it's, it's, the ti- the no, it's a tiny drop in the water, but I, I think it's a... It's a visible, listenable way of showing our, uh, I, you know, I think it's it's a, it's a very, very stupid and yeah unnecessary decisions. A lot of other places in Italy where the Giro could finish that would have been a lot closer to where we were yesterday.
0: Okay. one I, 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 these are guys that followed the tour uh, in the in a car the whole time. They talked a lot about how they did deviation off of the main route to go travel to Uh, Do stories. So if they weren't so virtuous about this for their own cause, now when it doesn't just say you don't want to go to Rome because it's a long travel, it's like five hundred kilometers, but don't don't do the tour then if you're going to complain. What you really want is the tour not to exist. If that's if you really want to follow down the logic of what you're saying there, of that it's going to be an environmental catastrophe. They act like the bad weather has never occurred in the tour either, and you don't know if that's the cause. So. They, they, they jump on their virtue signaling for this um, and uh, make it so that then it, it don't have the race, don't drive at, or don't attend the race. That would be the second thing to do. Do it remotely because you, you're you so concerned. You're not a drop in the bucket. You're not even a close to a drop in the bucket. So uh, it was just the most ridiculous thing. Uh, almost as dumb as Patrick Lefevre had said, uh, he's the team manager of uh sudell um quick step um he, he criticized the final day the other day talking about it being a circus um saying he was 300 against it now the race ended up with this stage race this time trial most dramatic thing it's been one of the greatest races that you've seen out there it was fantastic uh so i'm glad that he didn't you know design the race i'm glad he didn't get to do this thing i'll say about Roglitch with this uh, time trial like redemption. Now, remember 2020 COVID times and it was um, the tour and the races were different times of the year. So he goes 2020, he does the tour. He loses on Planche de Belfi. He's really defeated. I mean, this is a pretty big deal. Um, and cause he comes right up to the 20th stage and has this in the bag and then loses two minutes basically to Tadej Pagacar and loses the race overall. But, Then he goes and rebounds, says, I'm going to be racing anyway. He goes and wins. Liège then was put back later on the year. He ends up winning Liège, goes and wins the uh, Vuelta as well. So there's a bounce back that I was pretty impressed with him right then and then yesterday uh, as well. Um, The finish. uh, Victor says the finish line areas use the petition for 10 years before the tour arrives. Uh, yeah, uh, now could be now Rome is is you know the finish line. I think the managers and the tour uh, the Giro, they have some discretion as to where this goes. So petitioning ahead of time completely fine. They usually have it in Milan, not Rome. So there was some criticism. And look, it is kind of crazy to go all the way from the north and and go down to Rome for the finish. I would be more annoyed as a as a journalist of doing this for all kinds of reasons and a cyclist, but it's what it is. This tour has, there's a lot of complaints you can make. I don't think that is the complaint that you should stand out. You could complain about the distances of the race, um, the the harshness of the last week that really reduced a lot of general classification racing for this whole time. There was a lot of other things you could really complain about. And that's what I talked about, the book idea. So with that in mind, though, you've had a lot of results that you might not have uh, really have had before. Um, let's go through here, you know, so stage one, um, you know, you get Remco getting in the wind. I don't know if this is the way I want to do this. Stage two, Jonathan Milan, stage three, uh, Michael Matthews, stage four, uh Pente, uh So AG2R gets their win. Um Caden Groves for Alpeson gets the win on stage five, mods Pedersen for Trek on stage six. Stage 7, Davide Bias. So you get the Elo Kometi rider gets it in there. Um, ben Healy. So EF Education gets their win. Then uh, you get another win here by, uh, uh, oops, I don't know what happened there. Uh, the time trial, uh, Remco gets his win. Thomas never did get a win on this one. Uh, Magnus Court, EF gets another win. Pascal Ackerman of UAE gets a win. Then you get Nico Denz of Bora. I mean, just we're, we're sharing the love here. Uh, Rubio Einer for Movistar. They get their win. Nico Danz gets another one. He got two up there for Bora. They had a good one. McNulty gets the second one for uh, UAE. Jaumeida gets the third one for UAE. D- uh, Alberto Danesi for DSM. They get their win. Stage 18, Filippo Zahn uh, team Jayco Alula. They get their second one. Uh Butrago for Bahrain, they get their win. Uh, the individual time trail, Jumbo gets their win. So, you know, one like uh, Israel Primotech didn't, but, you know, Dark G was up there all the time. I mean, you know, uh, Simon uh, Clark was close, should have been getting his win, but he decided to play tiddlywinks instead. Uh, so there was, you know, there's a few teams that didn't Kofidis, They never get their win. That's perfectly fine. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of Astana finally got their win at the last stage as well. So there was some teams that it spread the love out there. I looked at the, the this morning, maybe we could do this real quick here. Live stats for, let's go into today's. They had a breakdown and I, I, I don't know if we'll get a, a number update of this one for the whole tour. But it was a breakdown of teams' uh, prize money, so let's go team ranking uh, by prize money. So, uh, okay, so this looks like it's now um, with the addition of the final. So, Jumbo Bisma, Visma, visma because they were much lower on this on the totem there. Uh, 318. uh Ineos comes in at two twenty seven. Uh, UAE at one fifty. I don't know if this is euros or what. One hundred twenty one for Bahrain. Sixty nine for jaco israel 67 so so look at that so one two three four five sixth on the money list well down but sixth on the money list for israel primatech who never actually got a stage win didn't win a category except you know uh, derek g might have got the most combative for the actual um and they have one by Ryder. so we'll do that one here too grupama they you know they they won the king of the mountains they were close there with getting a stage win they were definitely in the mix trek obviously got a win uh team dsm got a win easy post uh, educate ef education got two quick step you know they got their two quick wins and then they were out of it for the rest of it Sudol, uh that's what we said uh, bora got two wins comedy uh, got one movie star got a win so Alpisan got a win, Ajtiar got a win, Quick uh, Astana got a win. So Coritech did not, amzik did not. I mean, these guys are like seventeen grand, just not even covering their expenses for the race. Kofidis didn't, to Marche seventeen. They didn't get a win. Uh, Green Project did not either. So let's break it down by um, rider. Uh, so you know, R- R- Roglic uh, ends up getting almost three hundred grand himself. So that that. You know, for the wind or, or for whatever he got, two hundred eighty nine thousand eight nine eight forty two. So he gets to share that. That's a nice little bonus for everybody. Garrett Thomas at one hundred seventy one. Almeida one oh nine. Milan sixty one. Derek G. Derek G. Look at that fifty four. He brings in fifty four thousand of like sixty nine for the team just himself. That's I. I mean, that's that's solid work. It pays for a lot of people. Pinot forty seven. Luke Nason because he was in the pink for quite a while. Event Evan Eventopol, 37. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty much all they ever got. Uh Damiano Crusoe all the way down to Magnus Court. Uh, should we go all the way down to the bottom? Michael Hessman gets eight hundred he won eight hundred and twenty-seven dollars for some reason. Uh Ricatello won eight hundred and fifty-two. Good for him. What did uh what did Brandon McNulty get for even winning his stage? Uh except gets uh six grand in winnings, McNulty 13 grand in winnings. Um yeah, solid, solid stuff. Interesting, uh interesting for them. Okay, let's play some interviews and then this be done and uh out of here. So uh there we go. Cycling pronet. I want to start with uh, playing Garrett uh let's see Garrett Thomas at the start, because he talks about uh taking a piss. So let's let's go to this one. Yeah, Gareth Thomas, uh, can you
3: talk us through uh, last night? How uh, how was it, and how did you sleep?
4: I uh, didn't sleep too good, really, to be honest. But uh, yeah, a uh, bit of a long wait in dope control it took me about two and a half hours to actually go, and then there was a bit of a transfer to the hotel. But um, yeah, I had a nice meal with the boys, had a beer with them, and just uh, you know reflected on like a, a real good race for us, really, like the atmosphere we had together and. Uh, yeah, just a real good team spirit all the way through. Even though we took some, you know, hits with we losing guys, crashes and stuff. So, um, and yeah, in the end of the day, I think second is um, you know still a result to be proud of after the year we've had. Yeah,
2: can you put some words on there from where you, where you come from, uh, gp before this year? Can you wrap up some words for this Giro d'Italia for, for you?
4: Well, it was definitely uh, eventful and cold and wet, and uh, you know a lot going on. You had to be switched on every day, and it, that's tiring in itself. But. Uh, yeah I think you know when I look back and like from end of training camp end of December through to end of February it was so stop start and um, I missed a lot of training there obviously the start of the season was halted as well so um to just get here in the shape I was and uh yeah to finish on the podium still still great result Do
3: you we all still about the, your future
4: You know we'll just see um, see how it goes I think uh, the Worlds will be a nice target at the moment um, but yeah I'll go home and have a bit of downtime with the family first and go from there
0: uh, real quick thing. So friend, Brian Zimney, Oh, there we go. Brian Zimney, uh, Brian Zimney said, Derek G named unofficial Giro MVP. Everyone gets a medal now. Um, I kind of, I mean, he's like the the people's choice, but I think he actually won the combativity award, so he does get something there. And like I just went through, he won almost you know fifty some thousand dollars himself being out there, so he gets look a likable guy. There was a video where uh, Israel, um, they flew in his parents. I guess they were already in Europe doing a bicycle trip, and then they flew in his girlfriend and surprised him on the bus, and it was pretty cool. He was pretty excited about it. There was a little, I, I don't know how new of a girlfriend it is, because there was a little uh awkwardness there so maybe it's someone he just started to date and they flew her in and he's like oh shit maybe that's not the right girlfriend anyway he seemed happy about it but brian uh just played the video there you you heard uh Garrett thomas saying it took him two hours after the race for uh urine control the drug control to take a take a piss that says something so there we talked about the salt on the back of his uh Shorts. You can see yesterday it was 18 kilometers 40 minute ride. Okay, and I know they put it all out. Is warm, whatnot. But those stains were there early. They were there, I think, before he went up the the, the started the climb. So then it takes two hours to actually have to be able to generate uh, a year, pee. He's got a problem with hydration. He talked about this bar, uh, bicarbonate soda that he took that didn't work out well. Whatever. I don't know the whole deal. I guess was to suppress lactate. Um, I don't know, something to do with that. Um, there was a problem. I don't know if it was hydration. I don't know what it had to do, what, what the whole point was. But um, that was there was obviously a health issue there or some some, some sort of issue uh, working together. Um, let's see here. We got that. Letter Kamna Kirsch. Nope. None of these excite me. Let's uh, hear Mark Cavendish. Ugh, he's annoying. Uh, a few
5: there. days ago, there was a lot of emotions uh, when you announced your retirement. And now you managed to pull that off. This nice victory in this incredible scenario. Tell us a bit the emotion.
1: Ah, it's beautiful. I'm really, really happy What well, a way to end my dude Italia career. It started here. It's my first Grand Tour victory was here in 2008 in Radio Calabria. And uh, to win here in Rome, it feels incredibly special. I spent a bit of time in, in Rome, actually, nearly 15 years ago now. Um, to be a racer, I think it's the first time I raced here, and uh, that was special in itself. But to win, that's super nice, especially on my team road. And, uh, and with a little help from, you know, some, some old friends. So.
5: Yeah, bit of the, the last meter. How you managed to to, to take the victory?
1: Um, yeah, Fernando kicked. I knew he had to run up from behind. You couldn't take it from the front because it was kind of cross headwind, um, and the right hand side of the road was was the best. And uh, Fernando launched quite early, and. Uh, it was actually worked out pretty perfect. It was a good move to launch early because like the slight headwind, the group was kind of stalling a little bit. And actually it was, it was a brilliant move to launch early like Fernando did, he caught us off guard. But fortunately this space was open for me to just follow, use him for a slipstream, come around him and then I could just hug the right hand side of the road and stand there, just see clear air.
5: We have seen Geraint pulling. We have seen Jack Stewart coming to congratulate you. Many riders have been congratulating you. How does it feel to, to have this mark uh, among the riders? it's really
0: nice Thank you, Matt. Thank you. okay a, f- a few items there okay one it was only brilliant for cavendish for gaviria to go that quick unless you're a lead out guy because gaviria got seventh it wasn't brilliant move uh, gaviria by the way he does that way too much if you've ever watched him sprint sometimes he'll he'll hook those get such a big gap and then be able to hold on but that, that i don't know wouldn't say it's a it's a brilliant move there but um uh, zimni says uh, chris flower uses said he he are you saying he as in thomas or he as in chris flower (laughs) used bicarbonate lotion i can't confirm okay um do you think alexander vinokurov has the budget to pay off all the sprinters to let Cav win so i don't know if you were in here when we talked about that uh kurt said the same thing to me uh sent me a message that it was obvious that that had happened i said i know kurt you know he believes the elections are stolen i (laughs) I can't confirm that or deny it. I just do what I believe he believes. Um, so, you know, he's a conspiracy guy in the first place. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally defaming him. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, Vinokouf won the Olympics in, I think it was the UK, and it came out that I think he had paid off the, the guy he was in the break. So it's not above them to do that. But, Brian, I don't think they needed to do that with much of any, this These sprinters are not great here. I mean, these these are not great sprinters. No offense to them gaviria is the best you know you look five years ago and you're like gaviria is going to be the the shit and then he hasn't been he's not been at all he's been shit so i'm not impressed with any of these sprinters denazi okay maybe him but um so really i'll yeah you, maybe pay off denazi maybe pay off jonathan um uh milan <clears throat> but milan's been uh, kind of you know he won the first one but his sprinting has been just erratic in in general i i i that would be the most likely one but then why did these guys why does an italian agree to be bought off for a win in rome in the giro that's the problem you have the incentive of you yourself winning it um is is a little bit more but could be could be i don't know um i believe kurt paid me off to agree with his conspiracy theory it's not a bad one i mean he won by so much that's what you want to think uh, maybe GCN put in some money for it. I mean, the, the British announcers were acting like it was the, the most amazing sprint that they had ever seen. It was almost—it was almost uh, overshadowing uh, Roglic's uh, com- uh, you know accomplishments yesterday. Okay, let's let's play one or two more of these here. Um, Alex Kirsch uh, Let's let's see what the one of
4: these amazing sprinters the sprint crazy, Obviously. Oh yeah, I'm I'm really happy. Uh, the last sprint a couple of days ago. It was actually the first time I sprinted again in uh, many years. And, uh, yeah, that, that was went not too bad, but I did some mistakes, so today we tried again and tried to improve the sprint train for Mass, who unfortunately I had to go home, and, uh, I mean, uh, second is, is a huge result for myself.
5: Tell a bit how up in the sprint, with a big crash behind you.
4: I didn't see. Uh, they actually, it was amazing. Bauke and Otto and Dan, they kept me all the time in the first 20 throughout the race, and then Dan, was uh, actually really, really smart the last two kilometers. So I didn't see anything and I just, uh, yeah, I saw Gaviria launch really early and I waited a little bit and then I I started also 300 meters to go and slowly catching up with riders, but uh, Cavendish was by far the fastest.
5: Can I just do two questions in Luxembourg? Alex, uh, tell us what is the feeling to be there in home just behind Mark.
0: Okay, so, I mean, look, this is a guy that- um, Well, it's a car today, lad? Uh, sprint, I was a was bit crazy. Uh, this is a guy that that said it's the first time he sprinted in years. So this is, uh, you know, he gets second place. Uh, Almeida, we'll take a listen to him after the race.
3: Well Oh,
5: well, like well, last year you had to drop off the zero, being fourth at the GC. This year you're on the podium. here, and Romater has a bit, uh, a bit of feeling.
3: Yeah, it's pretty special. It was was super good. Special behind Thomas and Roglic. It was uh, it was a nice Giro, Pretty special with the uh, weather conditions. You know, the signals in the peloton, crashes, etc. But uh, overall, was I think was really good, and uh, yeah, I don't I have no, no regrets. And with the stage victory that you were looking for since a while, how much confidence and how much um, understanding of what you're capable of you got from this zero? I mean, I got for sure more confidence after that stage win, you know, especially because it's such a hard stage, you know. I need, I mean, need to be strong to win one of the stages against those guys. So, yeah, I think uh, it was a really special moment, special in Bonone with the history on that climb. So, yeah, I couldn't ask for more.
5: And have you pinpointed also some things that you could improve? for the
3: future? Uh, I mean, yeah, just uh, keep evolving, uh, getting stronger, you know. I think I was pretty regular the whole Giro, so that's a good point. I, I, don't, I feel like I didn't have a bad day, so that's a positive thing. For the future, and yeah, let's, let's keep going. And what's the program for the rest of the year? Uh, big races, I think, uh, I do Poland and Vuelta. Of course, things can change, but uh, that's, the, that's the plan. Okay. Right. Kevin, Kevin. Thank you.
2: This was the strongest team that uh, supported you in the Giro in the, in the last years.
5: Yeah, I've uh,
3: had a really good team on, on my side, uh, Yeah, riders, staff etc. I'm very thankful for all the work they did, you know, every day. Some, th- some days you could see on the TV the work they did, it was amazing. And uh, sometimes you don't see it, but they still do an amazing job. So yeah, very thankful for them every day. They were very, very good and uh, without them, I wouldn't be in that yeah, podium.
2: Yeah, because you are very really young and uh, in perspective, uh, you showed in this Euro your capacity as a leader. That is the most important thing, I think.
3: Yeah, I think as an instructor, maybe some other instructors are seeing this now. But I mean, you need to learn how to be a leader, and it takes time. It's not from the day to the night. And I think I've been, uh, yeah, improving that as well. Uh, of course, with the team, uh, they trust me, so it's easier. And yeah, um, yeah, I'm very happy with how things you talk are going. Today in these days? Yeah, we, we talk. Yeah, uh, yeah, we have been chatting. Yeah, it's been pretty good. Uh, from his, uh, yeah, from his hand, So yeah, looking good.
2: Maybe one month you could ride with him in the Grand Tour.
3: That would <laughs> be a pleasure, yeah. It, be a very yeah, it would uh, be a really a pleasure to do that. Uh, 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 Who knows in the future we do it, yeah.
2: Okay. You come back to Italy.
3: I will come back, I don't know when, yeah. but for sure I will come back, yeah.
2: To the Lombardia, of course,
3: I think. Uh, this year maybe I don't do it. You know? uh, yeah, it's been a really good year, you know, very high level. Every race I go I've been uh, being up there, so yeah. Maybe I do Vuelta and then maybe I, I finish a bit earlier. I think I think yeah, also maybe I do that, yeah. Yeah, both on trial and, uh, yeah. and I want to represent my country in the best way. Congratulations, thank you thank you all right he doesn't want to talk to that guy anymore
0: okay let's let's take a look at uh oops uh or- oh yeah orla shunnery of uh gcn she says i don't know if it's because i'm premenstrual uh <laughs> right i don't know if it's people or what but i feel emotionally rot after today i think we forgot the accent the, the access we get to the writers' emotions, rider reactions, and backstories and other, in a way other pro sports don't afford. I feel grateful for all these feels right now. Um, okay, the feels of your um, menstrual cycle or what's going on. Um, this is the story uh, we talked about. Uh, we didn't talk about it yesterday, but Chris Horner talked about it, and so I thought I'd mention it here. Uh, this is an amazing story. Apparently, the guy in the red shirt who pushed Primos after the... Uh, mechanical was Mitja Metznar, his former teammate from the Slovenian ski team. And today's stage started in Tarvisio where Rogla won the junior world ski championships, his last victory before he took up cycling full time, full circle. Um, and his team did c- confirm that it was him. Uh, I'm correct. Uh, his ex teammate in ski jumping. So this was the, uh, the the time there remember he he wrecked this guy came or he had the mechanical the the mechanic comes in there and has some issues with do i push him do i give him the new bike and he starts to push him this guy runs down the hill he'd been there uh and then gives him a big push and an extra push up the hill uh, and there you go that was uh, quite the story um let's go to uh we got you guys want it. victor what is your favorite jersey competition it's the the mountains climbers jersey at the tour no, it's not. I don't know. Probably just a general classification. Um, they should give an award to the person who tears up the most on camera without crying. Without crying. Oh, I think it's close between Derek G and Adam Blythe. Adam Blythe, um, he's been pathetic. Um, and, and I know he's, look, he's not giving us insights that we need, which is, uh, I used to race with these guys. Now I'm going to ask them the questions. I'm going to get this access. You're not getting any extra access. Okay. So you're not really giving us much at all other than you say, Oh, I, I used to ride with. I, oh, I'm so emotional because I uh, uh, Garrett Thomas was my friend. It's like and you asked. You're horrible. So he's he's not a great uh, not a great cyclist and or person. Would you recommend the Giro d'Italia Donne race coverage? Will you recommend it? Uh, will I do it? Will I do coverage of that? The problem with the Giro Donne is it's the women's Giro d'Italia. Uh, is it goes on right during the, or they used to, right during the first part of the Tour de France. Or it finishes, it's kind of in that spot, and it I can't do it. It's one of the women's best races, and I can only focus on one bike race at a time. Matter of fact, Chloe Diger just won something the other day. We've got uh, Luc uh, Lamperdi winning, I guess. I don't know. I'm not paying attention because I'm just following the Giro. Uh When the Tour comes on, I really get focused here. My my wife doesn't even know who I am at that point. She she said today, uh what's next week? What's is the bike rate? And I'm like, "Jero's ah, done." She's like, "Okay, good." And I said, "Then the tour is in July." So she goes, "So I get June." And I said, "You get June." Okay. So that's what we have. Um what about some of these riders and and we're basically done here, but what about some of these riders? Uh, you got McNulty, you got Cepuc, you've got Jao Almeida, uh, Roglic, even where they're kind of overshadowed by, you've got Pogachar, right? For Jalameda and McNulty, you've got um, Jonas Vinigo for uh, Roglic. Uh, Sep Coose with with some of that too. Do they want to try to make the their their best and and for themselves? Um, you know one thing that Sep uh, has done, that I just uh, absolutely like, is I don't know that he wants to be a team leader. You know they were talking about it a few years ago. He was going to come in be the team leader, and it didn't really work out. I, I think it was going to be the Vuelta. Uh, one of the Voltas that Roglic crashed in the tour, so he had to go to the to the Vuelta instead. So Sepp didn't get that chance. But it might. I don't know that he wants that. And he is amazing domestique. He does his job. He he does you know great job. Uh, does he want to step up to that? Now Roglic is in a place where he maybe he wants to keep winning these. And I bring this up in a few things. One is you see Jao Maida there. He's in the shadow of Pogachar. He's obviously doing well, but at some point he might want to do the tour. But you've got Pogachar. so you go to the tour with him. There's a conflict there, and maybe maybe McNulty wants to get chance to start doing these things. He can time trial, he can climb, he's much more of a Garrett Thomas type than a Sepkus type. So it would be interesting on, on that point as well. Um, and you've got to come kind of come out of the shadow of these guys and is there enough general or grand tours to go around? Do you want to be doing the tour? You know, what's the, the prospect of that? Chris Horner says yesterday that Roglic is the second best Reich Rider in the world, meaning one 1A one type of thing from Pug- the two Slovenians, Pogacar and Roglic, He ha- so he didn't explain much because Vinigo, remember, just got rid of number what he thought was number one last year in the tour. Those two combined on the Galibier to dump Pogacar and to, to take some time back. And that's how Vinigo and then Vinigo you know, wins. It wasn't just the Galibier, it was one of the other ones too, where Sepkest and Wow put the hammer down uh, stage 18, I think. So the point is You've got some good climbing and great skills by Vinigo, uh, who seems to be the number one rider. He's a defending Tour de France champion, so it'll be interesting. Does Roglic want to, you know, get that chance himself? And if so, then does he go to a different team, or does he just be Roglic and do what he's doing? I don't know. Okay, that's the Giro. I, I was happy with it. There were some times I was bored with it. Uh, but for the most part, uh, I really came on especially last week yesterday was fantastic. It was circus, maybe, maybe the fever, maybe this guy is the most idiotic though. I I, don't, I know he's got a team. He's probably brilliant of some sort, but he all he wants to do is sue people, uh, which you'd think as an attorney I would be up for, but he's kind of a piece of shit kind of guy. Uh, and then he he doesn't like the he doesn't like exciting racing. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Your guy was out. R- uh, Remco. Tao Gegenhart, a bunch of people split they had covid we had rain bad weather happens we had sprints we had climbs we had dramatic yesterday which was one of the best things you can ever imagine victor says thanks for live streaming glad to do it um we'll definitely do it for the tour probably i i can't quit i'll be back thanks everybody